I am excited about what God is doing. I am. And one of the greatest things I think the Lord is doing is teaching us. He's teaching us. And what I love about a good father is he's a teacher. And God is a teacher. You know how he uses it. Now he uses all kind of parables and he uses the work of his spirit. But he uses his son Jesus, number one. And then from there, Jesus by example, is teaching many sons and daughters and raising up the family of God. For what point? What point would you say? Well, there's a lot of, lot you could answer, but I will say one for sure is so that he's reproducing others, family members, so that family members can go forth and not only love God and be obedient and keep the commandments, family members can go forth and teach others the same thing. Nothing greater than a family spreading the love of their nature and their culture and their mindsets and their spirituality and their beliefs onto others so that others can partake. It's kind of like this. How do you make everybody in the world one family? How do you do that? You remove the idea of flesh and blood and you do it by the Spirit. Is that what Jesus did? Now think about what I just said. You remove the idea of everybody separated in the flesh and you make them one in the Spirit. And then in the flesh you have different people and different ideas and different things. And then you have that diversity, which is so cool, but it's all of the same spirit. That's pretty awesome. Now imagine if the world could do that, the world we live in today. But imagine if your world could be that way. Isn't that interesting? So we talked about love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. This is the greatest commandment. The second is to love your neighbor as yourself. I haven't forgot any of that. And we're going to continue on over a period of time, just diving back into it. So today I want to talk about your mind. Loving God with all your mind. Now that's an interesting idea because sometimes we think we, we know what that looks like. But let me start off by saying something very, very important. We have to make this a, a, a spiritual principle in our life. Loving God with all your mind doesn't depend on how much time, per se, that you focus on a scripture or on God. Loving God with all your mind is more about the intent and the idea and the spirituality of that mind. So it's about loving God in a mindset of how you think versus how much time. Like in your daytime during the week, how much time do I need to give to the Lord? And truthfully, you do need to give time to the Lord, don't you? So, but, but I think condemnation comes in when we say, well, I didn't give enough time. I didn't give enough time. Well, when it's a law in your mind, it's all about time and how much time, isn't it? When you live by the Spirit, 
It's about, is my mind in everything I do pleasing the Lord? Is it loving the Lord? So therefore, in my job, do I have the right mind? In my relationships, do I have the right mind? What mind would that be? The mind of Christ. So in the mind, what do I do? In the mind, how do I think? And the mind deals a lot with intellect. So you're going to deal with wisdom, understanding, knowledge, things like that. That's true. You're going to deal with that in the mind. Did you know that there are times in the Bible that you could actually trade out the word mind with understanding? Say, I love the Lord my God with all my understanding. Let's turn to Ephesians 4. And it's saying, basically, you do all these things, but you've not learned Christ this way. Let's start at verse 20. But you talking to the believer, you have not so learned Christ. If that be, you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. Okay, so he's jumping into the middle of something saying there's so many evil things that we can do, but you've not learned Christ to do it this way. And notice the emphasis here that he's talking about learning Christ. That verse 21 we just read, if you have heard him, if you have been taught by him as the truth that is in Jesus, that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, that you put on a new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Now that's interesting, that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So are we dealing with the spirit part of you as well now? See, the heart, the soul, the mind, the strength, all of that is in a new man. So if you take a new man, you have a body, you have a mind, you have a heart, you have eyes to see, you have ears to hear, all of this is going to go into account. You have hands to work with, you have feet to walk, to lead you, you know, loins to reproduce. You have all these parts of the body. The mind is the part that is going to think. And it can lead you. That's the thing. So are you being led by the mind of Christ and how you think? Or are you being led by the mind of flesh? We know what Romans says. I don't have to read that, do I? We've read that for years. Romans 8, talking about the carnal mind focuses on what? Death, things of the flesh. The carnal mind, carnal being earthly. So the mind of the earth or the mind of the flesh. That's interesting. So does the mind of the earth lead me? Or does the spiritual mind, spirit again, is that the mind of the spirit, which is of the heavens, does that lead me? So here we have this idea. If I'm going to try to love God with all my carnal mind, 
How many of you have succeeded in that? Any hands? Zero, right? You know why that is? Because the scriptures tell us in Romans 8 that the carnal mind, the mind of the flesh, is an enemy against God. It can't submit to God. So how many of you have tried to love God with the carnal mind and realized that I can't submit to God in this mind? Now you know that, right? Have you proven it? Have you tested it? If you've tested it, then you know I have failed trying to live for God when all I think about is the earth. Now imagine wisdom and understanding in the earth. There is a wisdom and a a knowledge of the earth. There's an understanding of the earth. So imagine trying to figure everything out in the earth by an earthly mind. Insert the spiritual mind. If you insert the spiritual mind, be filled with the spiritual mind, or be renewed in the spirit of your mind, is to make new or to renew, you're going to learn things much different. Your perception is going to be different. Your wisdom is going to be different. Your understanding is going to be different. Now let's address this idea. Matter of fact, Romans 12, let's read that. Romans 12 verse 1. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So notice you're presenting your bodies. It's going to be hard to do that without the mind. How many would agree with that? Does the body follow the spirit of the mind? It does, doesn't it? Verse 2 says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. That is awesome. So notice again, he's saying, you've got to renew the mind. For what point? So that the body can follow God. What do you think the Spirit of the Lord wants to do with your mind? Renew it. And let's talk about that, Micah. Let's go all the way back to the beginning of Adam. Did Adam have a clean mind? What do you guys think? Before he sinned? What made his mind clean? What made it clean? God made it clean. He wasn't defiled yet. So he was innocent. Now this is very important right here. He was innocent, Micah. He was innocent. So he did not know sin. Was his mind in a state of newness? Sure. Now it hadn't learned everything yet. He hadn't tasted of evil yet. In a sense of misunderstanding he hadn't taste of deception he hadn't worked in sin yet so his mind was in a state of newness it was still before the lord the lord was his teacher when the spirit goes to renew your mind it doesn't just necessarily mean that you're going to understand all things 
It just means that he's going to put your mind back in a state of innocence so that you can learn correctly. Adam was being taught by God in a state of innocence so that when he could be taught, Micah, he was truly a clean slate, so to speak, a clean heart. Well, yeah, he had sin in him, but he didn't know it. So imagine how easy it is to be taught when you don't know sin is there. For example, how many of you had a little child and that little child was up on a a railing or something and climbed up there and you're like, okay, this kid has no fear. He doesn't know that when he falls off that ledge, he could break his neck. Has no clue. That kid can learn some things. Because the minute fear enters in, guess what you stop doing? Learning. Oh, it's true. Fear has a way of freezing you. You know, making your thoughts change. But when there's no fear there, you're going to learn. Adam was like that in his mindset. He had no fear of learning from God. The minute deception entered into the mind, what changed? Adam couldn't learn the way he did before. Now Adam was hindered. Why do you need your mind renewed so that you can learn again? You say, whoa, I thought when I got my mind renewed, I was going to be Jesus. Yeah, yeah, maybe a baby. Jesus. Maybe a, and and I say it that way, it's like, huh? A, a, A baby son of God. A baby child of God. A newborn where you're innocent in learning. So why is it important to have your mind renewed? Because it resets the mind so that you can actually sit in a place with God and truly be discipled and be taught. Because what is a true disciple? A true disciple is not one that just believes in the Lord Jesus. A true disciple is one that is taught by Jesus. And is changed by Jesus. And to be a true disciple, what's what's the one thing Jesus called them when he called his disciples? He called his disciples and said, follow me. Okay, did he immediately reset the mind? Well, in that one part, he reset the mind that I'm not going to do my own thing. I'm going to follow Jesus now. Okay. How many of you have been reset in the mind to say, I'm going to follow Jesus. I didn't say you got reset in the mind to understand everything. I just said you got renewed in the mind so that you could follow the Lord. That's, that's awesome, isn't it? So when you're renewed in the mind, and now that mind is saying, I'm going to love the Lord with my mind. Now I'm going to open up my mind and allow the Lord to come in and teach my mind. That's an interesting way to look at it. Say, so, well, he's teaching me. Okay, but he's teaching your heart. 
He's teaching your soul. He's teaching your body. He's teaching your mind how to love the Lord. You say, well, I, I don't like that many things. I'd rather just generally say me. Okay, but remember, even in everyday life, you're dividing up the mind and the heart and the soul and the body. You're dividing all that up anyway. God wants to teach you every part, every part he wants to teach you so that all of you can learn. And so when it comes to the mind, you don't want to just be a smart person. And, and this is another very important part of the mind. You don't want to just be smart. Well, I can figure out stuff. Boy, he's quick. Look at him. You know, one person's smart at this. One person's smart at this. When the mind, that subject comes to be, you're dealing with wisdom and understanding and the knowledge of God. Now that is what you want. So when I say that person has wisdom and that person has understanding and that person has the knowledge of God, I am talking about the mind now. And I said, well, that person might be smart, but they ain't got much wisdom. That person may be smart, but they don't have much understanding. Therefore, could you have book knowledge of the Bible, of God, without any wisdom and understanding? You can, can't you? So I, I'm after love the Lord with all your understanding. As a matter of fact, let me show you a scripture in Mark 12. And we're going to go back to the instance where Jesus was asked about the commandment. Mark 12, verse 28. Got it? And one of the scribes came and having heard them reasoning together talking about the Pharisees and Jesus, and perceiving that he had answered them well, ask him, which is the first commandment of all? Now they're, they're talking about Jesus. These Pharisees and scribes are after Jesus. You know what they want to know? Is this guy smart in the law? That's all they cared about. They didn't care about the spirit of the mind. They didn't care about the spirit at all in that regard. They wanted to know, did this guy know the law? So is he good at teaching the Bible like we are? So a scribe asked him, after he perceived that Jesus answered well, he says, which is the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered him. The first commandment, the first of all the commandments is hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. And thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Now notice Jesus uses the word mind. And with all your strength, this is the first commandment. The second is like, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. That was the answer that Jesus gave. And the scribe said unto him, Well, master, you have said the truth. You've said the truth. There's one God and there's none other but he. Now he's talking to Jesus here. And, to, and he goes on to say, And to love him, God, with all the heart and with all the understanding. Notice how the scribe 
replace the word mind with understanding. And with all the soul and with all the strength and to love his neighbor as himself is more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. Now this guy, this scribe is on to something because he's catching something that Jesus is putting forth. And that is you're going to love is greater than your burnt offerings and your sacrifices. So all your things, remember we taught that? All your rituals, all your rules, all your sacrifices of the flesh, what's greater than all of that? To love the Lord your God with all. And he tells Jesus this, and when Jesus saw that he answered discreetly, he said unto him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. Nobody else asked him any questions. Jesus is too wise for them anyway. But if you look at what this scribe is catching here when he's answering, love the Lord God with all your understanding, he put a word in there replacing the word mind because he knew exactly what Jesus was saying. He wasn't just saying, I, you got to give your mind to God 24-7 like we do in a ritual. It's like, oh my God, I didn't pray long enough today. I didn't read my Bible enough today. And we condemn ourselves and walk in that thought, we are under a law. This scribe caught something. Jesus is telling me that I need to love him with my understanding. This is big. Michael, why is this so big? Help me, talk to me. I need a help. I need help today. I need a preacher. Why is this so big? To, 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 to be able to love the Lord with your understanding versus just your mind. Well, I, I think it's singling out something very specific and uh, it's not being real general. Um, as that mind is being taught by Jesus, that mind that is taught comes to understanding and that understanding that comes, that's what you serve the Lord with. It comes from the teaching of Jesus. So it's beyond just knowledge. Yeah. And so understanding separates you from knowledge, doesn't it? It does. Because when you have knowledge of something, you can try to cover your tracks, but anybody with understanding can tell it's just knowledge. And this is why I ask people questions sometimes. You know what I'm looking for? Do they just know it or do they understand it? And one of the things I've told our deacons for a long time is if we lack wisdom and understanding, it's hard to be a gift of God when you only have the knowledge of the flesh. So what am I after in you? Am I after understanding? Am I after wisdom? See, this is what we're after. The wisdom that is from above is pure, first pure, peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. Is this the mind that loves the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength? I didn't exactly ask that right, but is this the mind that's included in that scripture? That's the mind right there. So do you love the Lord with all your mind 
so that there's no hypocrisy? There's no partiality? Wow, there's no division, Micah? There's no strife? There's no confusion? The mind of Christ is the mind we're after. And it's not the mind that focuses on time. It's the mind that focuses on wisdom, understanding. If you have wisdom and understanding, you can explain something very easily. The explanation becomes very clear. And so wisdom and understanding and the knowledge of God are all spirits that work in the mind. And it's more about loving God than it is about having the knowledge of something. So in the mind, if the mind it cares more about loving God first, then it's not about how much I can bring or how much time I spend. It's about my offering to the Lord being wisdom and understanding. And therefore, it's what I bring Because a child cannot bring the same offering that an adult brings. Are you with me? And how many of you are catching the idea of a child growing up? A child can't give as much time to God as an adult can. You know why? He don't know how. But a child can bring an offering in the right mind that loves God, and will God be pleased with it? Just like he would the adult. So it's not, oh my gosh, I'm a child, and I need to bring more, I need to bring more. It's not that you need to bring more. It's what you're bringing. Do you understand what you're bringing the Lord? That's the question. That's the mind. Love the Lord with all your understanding. We say, well, I want to learn about God. Good. What do you want to learn? You want to learn just about him? Or do you want to understand him, John? You want to understand him. That's what you want, isn't it? Today, I'm after this one thing. Love the Lord with all your mind. Love him. Love him with all your understanding. Love him with all your wisdom. And you know, there's definitely more to teach on this because there's, there's other ways to teach it that'll help explain these things to you as well. But we'll get there. But today, I, I'm saying, love Him with all your mind. Don't think that every thought that comes to your mind is God. Don't think that every thought that thinks about God is God. And don't think that everything you know about God is wisdom and understanding. Okay? Learn it. Be taught it. And if you've learned anything from Paul, he said about speaking in tongues, he says one of the things that I want to do is learn how to pray with understanding. Learn how to speak. He's talking about I want to learn how to pray with the mind. That understands. That's what he's saying. And that would help us greatly, wouldn't it? 